Just like, hey there, that's it. It is on. This is Jim the Keys bartender. Welcome to, uh, to our show. It's episode well, ninety one ninety five. Right. Oh, in. I just put it in. I just put it on. <laughs> oh, that's what he said. I just you, put it in. Is that what you told? Oh, yeah, I just wait. Tell. Put it in. I just put it. You didn't even notice. You didn't notice. You didn't notice it was in? Yeah, no. Where's Dick? We're not. I'm here. This is Jim, the Keys bartender. I'm here with Papa Joe. I call him Joe because we are the same age. Uh, The other young people call him. He's sage. He's in his wisdom, but he's young in his looks. How's that? Flattering. Yes. My my, my head getting bigger. I need a new... Okay, well, I was inspired by this episode... Over the years down here, I noticed this more than where I come from. But you, being in Miami-Dade, you've been exposed to it probably a little more. I noticed down here, uh, I went to a Thanksgiving dinner with friends. And they invited this other couple. And the guy must have been in his early 70s, pretty healthy. And he had this gorgeous Belgian woman with him. She was in her mid-40s. She was hot. She wore a revealing... Dress this real dress. I'm talking to her. She's from the French part of Belgium with that French accent. That uh, for me, I find anybody would. Hey, I I find the French accent in men and women sexy. Even though I'm, I, I do, I think it's a great accent to have. And when they speak English well, uh, and it makes them sound more demure and somewhat more intelligent. I mean, imagine you could talk to a real dope with a French accent. And it just gives them maybe an extra 25 points <laughs> IQ. But I was wondering, I go like, this is, oh, well, I'm thinking my sack. I said, well, this guy doesn't have an accent, but he could be, could have married someone and this could be their niece or something like that. I'm looking at it. I'm not seeing it. And it, it's his wife. And he met her. He met her over there and brought her uh, back over here. And he's a, uh, I think he's a photographer. And she did a, it's like she was a crafty person. I don't mean crafty like one of those people that run the scams or anything. She was crafty, meaning like she could do cornrows and, and things like that. And she did those at resorts. And she made a, quite a side limit. And she, she's from uh, a country that had a similar standard of living as we do. So she was, uh, I, she was adept at being able to earn a living in our, our culture, too. I'm not saying if you're from a third world country, you, you can't do that. But that was one exposed thing. And then I see some older guys, you know, to see Asian women with uh, younger guys, some attractive Asian women, uh, especially in South Florida. We do see the, the CEOs, they just get their, they marry their secretaries. I guess when they get up to 50, they, marry, they start screwing around with their late 20s uh, office assistants. And then when they get into their 30s and they're, Former wives are now in their 40s. They dump the f- ones in the 40s and go for the ones in their early 30s. Some of them get so old, I think they're on their, like, their third set of wives. Makes you wonder. Yeah. But that one thing about people, I didn't think that much about mail-order brides. You always hear stories about it and stuff like that. It's a running joke. Uh, there was a book I read, and this guy, one of the characters was on a website called Ukrainian Girls Loving You. And he was uh, in an uh, internet relationship with a girl, and he, never, he just saw pictures of her. He never saw uh, a Skype moving picture of her. And he's telling one of his co-worker friends, who's a woman, who it is. And after a while, and they go, do you know what that acronym stands for? Ukrainian Girls Loving You? It's ugly. 
what you're talking to is an ugly, ugly Ukrainian girl. <laughs> right? So, so just like I railed time and time again, again, match.com, uh, Christian date, J date, farm, whatever. Yeah, whatever that farmer uh, Farmers.com, which is total bullshit. I mean, what, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what girl goes says, well, I want to see, I want to go, I want to see a guy who has a limited circle of friends. Who's out of the house a long time, doesn't have a lot to say because he works in a field, so he doesn't talk to anybody that much. You know, maybe. Hey, nowadays, farmers may be using their Bluetooth uh, headphones and talking all the time and learning different languages and stuff like that. I don't know that. I don't think so. Otherwise, you wouldn't be a farmer out in the field, you know, doing all that shit. But, I mean, is that the big thing you're looking for? Is that what you're attracted to? Well, I think it's the, the, uh, the old adage of like, like attracting like mm-hmm. so if you're in the midwest we'll just use the midwest it could be anywhere you could be central florida I just, a farmer yeah. but if you're if you're from a rural area and you want someone who shares your values then you you know i think but they're there they're right there they're there right now if you're in iowa that's where all the farmers are right so why would you have to go online well so i'm thinking a farmer I, from another I, state i think it's someone like from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, or Pittsburgh, and they say, oh, man, I just want a guy who's not screwing around, not just throwing a game at me and all that, and I just want a straight talker, uh, a strong man, because, you know, otherwise it would be cowboy.com, you know? Well, I want sure. someone who works with their hands, someone who can build furniture, someone who is ecologically sensitive, so um, I'd be looking for Amish.com. Amish, or someone like Jesus Christ. Or, or that guy. Jesus Christ. Sure. He was, he was yeah. very ecological. He sandals and, you know, hiked the skirt. What really there. spurred it on for me. So that was the, the beginning of it when you've seen that, how people describe themselves online. Match.com. How are you going to describe yourself? How are you going to betray yourself to someone, uh, whoever, you know? And it's always, the, you know, the, the case study seems to be, you hear people go out, girls go out on dates, and they say a guy described themselves in his late 30s, and it turns out it's in his, he's my age in the mid-50s, and they're out of shape, and they don't look like their picture. Matter of fact, they don't even know if that person ever looked that way before. And listen, if the guy has his foot on a 1976 Mustang Mint, it's not, it may not be because he's excellent at restoring Mustangs, it may be because that picture was taken in 1976. <laughs> so, so, yeah, and you're going to be seeing a lot of Viagra and Cialis packages around the, uh, his uh, place. But what really spurred it on, once again, was this show. And it was a rainy day, and I, we binge-watched it, uh, a- Abby and I, when I was off that day, and I was having, we were drinking beer. Rarely do I drink beer in the daytime and stuff like that, but... If you're going to drink beer in the daytime, watch 90 Day, if you've never seen it, 90 Day Fiance. Don't watch it for weeks. Watch it one day in a binge. Don't do it any, otherwise you're going to lose faith in humanity. It is a soul-crushing experience, Joe. You've seen it. And you see it's, ha- it's hacky. It's one of those reality shows. Just like my 600-pound life, um, the shows where they used to trade the wives and stuff. So, the 90 day fiance, the premise of the 90 day fiance is I didn't do the background check and I, that's not my job, but they do what they do is they have people that are on the, in the international mate seeking business. They're, um, that, that's what they're, uh, they're doing. They found someone in another country, either, uh, it's usually online 
and they set up uh, a date to go and meet with him. And T- it's on TLC, and they have cameras following. They go and meet the person the first time, and it's a, usually like a two-week courtship. So it, it wouldn't be that hard, you know. One American television is 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 broadcast all over. I mean, you you go to North Africa, Central Africa. Yeah. You can go all throughout Europe, and, and even non English speaking, they'll just dub it. Yeah, this is basic cable. So yeah, I bet it's all over it's, the place. It's, I'm sure it's all over the place. So you need a network. You need a you need some ground troops to go out. Yes. and resource some new flesh yeah for the show right so you would do like uh like uh america's uh got talent hey we're going to miami we'll be in miami so you advertise it and people will come to you and you don't have to worry about you know running around looking for they'll come to you and yeah because that's what these shows seem to do Uh so then you you have your you know assistant producers or Mm -hmm your your lower level humps yep and they're just picking the best ones they have the criteria they know what they're looking for they pick the best ones they make them their offer hey do you want to be on the show congratulations you made it on the show um and and the process then begins for selection right so that seems to be the template they would use because that's what other shows use yes and it seems to be successful so why wouldn't a show like this use it my problem is, you know, someone from North Africa or Central West Africa who comes, uh, or or even from Europe. The one thing, example I have, the, the West, I have an example of a West Africa, uh, uh, Colombian, Philippines. But you just said it. This is a, yeah. a two-week relationship. Yes. Hello to... Either we're going to get married, engaged, or or piss off is two weeks. Yes. Okay. And and of course the undercurrent here is to make money. Yes. For the for the show. For the show. So the entertainment value it has to have entertainment value. I can cut right to the chase and say in 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 my book, this is a sad and sick statement of where we're at with what we consider entertainment. Uh, it's just shallow. And why do I want to see? Well, 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 I think what it does now, I think you, I agree with you. It does when I say soul crushing, because you see people that are willing to, um, they want a partnership so much that they will just go and put it out there for two weeks to go to a country that's, where the people are, are motivated to make their lives better in their eyes, and that would be a better standard of living, getting out of the squalor or the lack of opportunity or something like that. And they think, and, and these people in their heads are saying, I'm not, I did so bad on the dating scene in the United States, I have to go. In this case, I'll tell you one, I'll tell you all the s- scenarios, and, and, and I'll bullet point them. There was a 53-year-old woman she looked like she was maybe 57. She looked to be close to 300 pounds. She uh, was from Georgia. She was a real, I hate to say it, guys, we have them, but she was a real cracker, cracker, Georgia cracker. And she was in Nigeria. And it was a nice fella. 
And he, and oh, and this woman looked, and I said this to Joe earlier, she looked as if you took Donald Trump and put him in a blonde wig, a blonder wig, not as golden, and longer, longer hair. It, it, she, she's almost spitting image. And the guy, for a Nigerian guy, was somewhat handsome and stuff like that. And she, at the point I watched the show, she was angry that he had 1,000 girls he followed on Instagram, which it's just girls putting pictures of themselves. These hot girls put these pictures of themselves, and these guys follow them just to look at their pictures. And I have to say, I follow people on Instagram because they are attractive and stuff like that. I know it's filters and stuff like that, but I don't actually believe anything would happen on it, stuff like that. If I seen a pretty picture, it's like seeing a handsome... See, I see guys, uh, guys, they look handsome, handsome. You know, that's it. That's all you're looking at. People like, fl- some people like flowers, other people like pictures. I like handsome pictures. I'm not saying about the autoeroticism of other things that occur when you're t- looking at pornography and stuff like that. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying I'm not equating it with it. And he had a thousand friends. She was very pissed off. She said, you know, I should be enough for you. And I'm looking at this woman. And I said, there's no reason this fit. Nigerian guy, he has to work so hard just to maintain his minimal standard of living. It's going to be motivated. I mean, he's going to have to be, I heard a a comedian say, he has to be looking at her bank statement in order to get an erection. (laughs) And at one time, he was going to, she was bitching him out saying how she didn't trust him and stuff like that and how she's not sure about it and stuff like that and say, sweetheart, I don't know what you're going to get. If you wanted to get some, if that, this is the fittest example of what you're going to get right here. Uh, you're not going to get much better. You're going to have to drop it down a couple points if you're going to do that. Maybe you're going to have to go out, maybe if you stay at the United States, you're going to have to go out with a, a heroin addict or a prisoner. A prisoner is good for you. You can go right up a guy on death row. You could find a guy on death row probably do pretty well. And they, he'd be happy to find you, fund his defense thing. But this one, it doesn't work. What he does in order to endear himself with her, he brings her a special cake. And I told you she's a, a, a bigger woman. Right. And at the end of the three-minute section of the show, you look down, and a third of the cake is destroyed. It didn't look cut. She looked like she put her hands in and ate it. Unless the crew came over and did it, but... I would never let that happen. Oh, that sounds like uh, Austin Powers' uh, thing right there. I got it from. Oh, okay. <laughs> Papa Joe has a ringtone from Austin Powers when he gets um, from Basil. Basil. What's his name? Basil. 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 <laughs> it's actually not from Austin Powers alone. You remember the original movie? <gasps> Was it The Avengers or? No, you're close. Same era, 1966, 67. In Like Flint. Oh, In Like Flint. I remember that. It was James Coburn. James Coburn tried to do a The American American James Bond. Actually, I was a kid. Well, you were a kid, too. I love that movie. I love seeing an American James Bond. I I not only... I love. And James Coburn was kind of cool for me, because I could see myself as James Coburn. See, this is how we get off topic. Yeah. But James James Coburn, when when he went overseas, he could find a woman in the United States, or he could find her in Italy... Or, you know, remember how cool James Bond was? Yeah. Any country he went to, he didn't give a shit if she was Asian, if she was African, if she was South American. James Bond didn't have anything. I'm looking, I'm looking for a, redhead, uh, a red-headed Irish woman. No, James Bond didn't give a shit. The, well, for one, she had, he did have criteria. 
He had to be beautiful. He had to be beautiful. And but after be that, endowed upstairs. No, not not the older James Bond. They, 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 let me see. There was a couple. There weren't. There was a couple. The last one, um, in yeah, one of the ones her. in Casino Royale, the, she the, was the the late the latest version mm, of Casino Royale. The Dan, the Daniel Craig version. Yes. yes. They, they 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 started changing them up. But here we are. We're back on this. Here's a desperate Nigerian guy, and he has to kiss this woman's ass. Desperation. You're in a, a place at Nigeria. I'm, I'm not going to call it like our current president calls it what, what it is. It's a struggling country. And there are elites there. This guy isn't part of the elite. Otherwise, he wouldn't be looking at this woman. And the next one I, I saw was a Filipino woman. And this was an African-American guy over there. And he had, uh, that was kind of interesting. That may have been the closest one, one of the closest ones that I thought would work out, along with this, this American guy of Latin origin, but he was several um, generations, uh, at least one generation removed, because his Spanish wasn't really good. He was talking to a Colombia woman, and get this, when he went to Colombia, he went to meet this one girl, I think her name was Melissa, whatever... Uh, she used the word, I guess she anglicized her name, and she was beautiful. And But he ended up with this other girl who was pretty, very pretty, but not Melissa. I guess he got re- uh, rejected by Melissa and ended up with this other one. He went to the, the number two. He had like a couple lined up. <laughs> and, and and then he starts whining and dying, starts falling, well, his two-week courtship, right, in the, midst of, in the middle of his two-week courtship. Starts falling in love with her like he was going to fall in love with whoever, you know, batted the eye at him. I mean, this guy, and this guy wasn't even, he wasn't that bad looking. I don't know why he couldn't find anybody here. Two weeks to fall in love and win a prize. Yeah, and that girl, and the girl he was with was, the one was, he was jumping through hoops, and there was no barrier to them getting together because she was motivated to get out of whatever social situation because i know a lot of colombians and not all colombians there's some there are wealthy colombians and 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 forget the stereotype they're not they're not drug lords no no they're they're professionals there's doctors yes there's uh, business men and women doctors female and women it's a beautiful country and they have a thriving middle class a growing middle class uh they um educate their population they're big into education and they're big into family I think they're going to do well. They, 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 they seem to be surviving their narco-terrorism problem over there, and they seem to be one of the more vibrant economies right now. I mean, they still have some problems. But this guy, is he's courting her. She seems perfectly lovely. She does. I mean, she just wants to get to America. She's done with it. But, I mean, she doesn't know. If this guy lives in a trailer park, she could be going in from the... What do they call it? From, from the frying pan into the fire? Yeah, pretty much. You don't know. You don't know what you're doing. You, you don't know what this guy was sending. You don't know where he lives. You don't want to know what his family's like. You can have a shitty family when you go over there. But, okay, so he's falling in love with this girl. And for some reason, he starts feeling compelled. And this is where your comment early comes. He feels compelled. He has to tell her. He starts saying that he feels he's going to have to tell her that he didn't come for her originally. He came for this Melissa. And he speaks to one of his friends and he goes, you know, bro, don't tell her this. Just forget about it. It's a bad idea. 
And for some reason, this idea keeps bubbling up. And I go, why would the guy feel compelled to do this? And you had a brilliant idea. What is that idea? Where could that idea have come to this guy to tell the woman that he, she wasn't his first choice, which is always not a good idea and say, hey, I was going to propose, I'm proposing to you, but you know, if I had the opportunity, I would have proposed to her first. Yeah, I can almost smell a production assistant in the background taking orders from the producer, heat this up. We need some, we need some uh, drama. We need some, we need something, some depth. Um, make it hot, make it sizzle, get, get some emotions going on. I can almost hear the direction in the background. You know, and then um, I know they're going to have the pictures ready, and they're going to have the pictures ready. And say, "This is, you know, this is the girl he was looking for," and stuff like that. You know, either he's like you said, either he's going to tell her, or they're going to they're going to tell her. Okay, they got to do something for the camera. They got to turn up the heat. I mean, how boring would it be when you watch these shows if two people met and they just got along and started acting like a couple? There's no, you know what I bet nothing to see here. I bet every you know what. I bet that would be refreshing at one point. They do throw that in there every so often. It's not throw what people it. turn in to no, no, show no. To but see. after all the strife and stuff like that, and you see, if you see, say, how fucked up is this? These people actually get along. The family loves him. Their family loves her. They don't have a problem with it. He doesn't have a problem with it, and they live happily ever after. That's um, there was a uh, psychi- psychiatrist who said something about. Um, and I said this before in a show, so if you're an avid listener of shows, you heard me say this before. There's one thing uh, the same. Every dysfunctional family or relationship is dysfunctional in its own way. But every happy family and relationship is happy in one way. And it's just like a truism or something like that. It's just, you got to hit on all cylinders to be happy. At this point right now, we're at 22 minutes. I think it's a perfect time to take a little break right now. Let's go. Pause. We'll be right back. If you want to get your information about the Florida Keys straight from the locals who live here and the ones who love it here, we've got you covered. Visit 43keys.com as your source for everything Florida Keys. Sign up for our newsletter and you'll always be up to date on all the Keysy stuff that's going on down here. Go to 43keys.com. That's the number four, the number three, keys.com and sign up today. And we're back. You know, every time Joe and I have a conversation in between, sometimes I almost forget that we need to turn the recording back on. <laughs> and we're going to get back to that. I think I bookmarked that conversation we had, and we're going to get back to that uh, about uh, 007. We had a conversation at 007. We were in South Florida. We started, I, I know it's a Keys bartender. I, we, this is the things I see. And I, uh, I think. Uh, when we were talking about mail order brides, a 90 day fiance, we were in the middle of talking about the guy in Colombia, uh, the American guy who speaks passable Spanish and he's compelled. He's compelled. He keeps on talking about telling this girl that he did not originally come for. He came for this beautiful girl named Melissa and he was about to propose to her at dinner and he popped before he pops the question or after he pops the question, he tells her. Brilliant. And she does not like it. And so they play this out through 
you know, the commercial and all that stuff. It's not, it's not compelling TV. What's compelling to me is what would make, and these are real people that are willing for when it comes to marriage, it's not like you're picking a job. This is leaving your country, your home, your family. So this girl making her decision and she's getting angry, doing all this stuff, make, resolving this on camera. She's making this guy jump through hoops. They end up in a lake. So it looks like this looks really scripted. This looks the producers came up. So supposedly, our American suitor is uh, afraid of water. He can't swim. And they go near a lake. And he's wearing a, I think he's wearing, I think he might be wearing a life vest. <laughs> and the girl tells him in Spanish, I don't trust you, but in order for you to keep, Tell me that you're committed to me. You need to jump in that lake. Now I know it's on television. You're not going to let him drown and all that stuff. But the guy's not an actor. And when he jumps, he, he doesn't want to jump in. He doesn't want to jump in. And he's not acting like he's acting. He's showing, he's showing all the physical characteristics of someone that is afraid of water. I've seen it before. I've seen it. I was at, when I was in Navy ROTC, I remember one of these guys who was busting my balls all the time. And we went to the swim qualification. We were in a pool and we surrounded around 50 other naval candidates that all were almost lifeguard qualified. No one was going to drown in that pool that day. Right? There was everyone knew how to swim except this one guy. And he panicked when he went in the water. And this is what this fucking guy did. When he jumped in that cold water, he panicked. He went there. He grabbed. I mean, he grabbed those boards, and you could see almost like dents in the wood. And he uh, pulled a muscle trying to get himself out and stuff like that. It's just the, the panic where his muscles overreacted, like put too much. He, he, wanted to, he wanted to spring himself out of the water so quickly that he pulled a muscle in his arm and his shoulder. And what was she doing this whole time? Laughing. Yeah, I just... Let's get married. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know what? I'm sure a Spanish um, uh, PA, uh, you know, one of those producers, uh, producer assistant said, listen, we're there. He's not going to drown. He's got the, he's belt on and stuff like that, but he's terrified of water and stuff like that. And she said, there's no way we're going to let him drown. We've got, a, we've got a camera. And she knew too. She knew too. She did. And she goes, you know, and she says on the thing, she goes, I realize I'm evil. And I'm um, strict. But that's the way I am. And she smiled. And then she did. You know what? She looked like she forgave him. You know, if I ever got in a fucking argument with my wife sometime, and she said, you know, you got to walk through this wall of fire or something like that. I mean, like, to get over it. And said, well, I'll lose all my hair. But she won't be mad at me anymore. I would consider it. I would consider it. And I wouldn't say I would do it. But uh, that... That was one thing. I'm not saying that was compelling television, but that was the one thing. But they, the, really, the, the one thing that really told me, and then we'll go and do our analysis after this, was the 40-something-year-old could be late 40s, could be early 50s, but she said she was 43. With the 24-year-old Dutch, he looked like a fitness trainer. He had a Duran Duran haircut. He was 6'2", 6'3", 195 fit as fuck this woman had mega cosmetic surgery and every time she had a glass of wine she was a fucking rageaholic you know he's ready every 
uh, during the, the brief episodes I watched, because we're laughing and I'm writing shit down. I wrote shit in the book while I was doing it. I'm going, holy crap, this guy came over here. He comes from a country with probably a living standard that exceeds ours. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah, and they have legal drugs over there. Legal drugs. In order to live with this fucking woman, who's turning into Catwoman, she's having her facial reconstruction, one of those things. Bring your mic up right there. Have you ever seen that? You've seen them down here. South Florida is the capital of reconstructive surgery. Oh, the plastic surgery goddesses that go walking down the street. Some very good. Some you see... Oh, you went just way yeah. beyond that. Too it's like putting too much spoiler face. on yeah. your car. Absolutely. Yeah. Little Bondo. Yeah. The first time I saw a picture of this woman, I said, oh, she's hot. And then it, every time you look, you start noticing. And then she went before they get in this huge fight. This guy is ready to leave. They end up staying. Um, they become kind of make up a little. He goes back to the Netherlands and says, I'm just going to think about it, and then I'll come back. Right? So I guess TLC is paying for these phone, uh, plane tickets. I still don't understand why this guy's leaving where he is from, unless because the Netherlands or Connecticut. I think similarly, the tra- I think the weather is similar. I mean, it can't be much different. Yeah, well, it's either, on a similar it's on a, places. Yeah. Beautiful. They're beautiful yeah. places. I mean, but uh, you know, near New York City, you're in uh, Northern Europe. Beautiful places. And on the way to the airport, she's running a little late. You know, she's running a little late, and he just wants to get. He, you can see, he's saying he so wants to get on the plane. He needs to get out of fucking. He needs to escape from New York. He's going. I guess they're going to LaGuardia. He needs to escape from New York. He's in the car with this lady. He's driving, and she's following his thing. She goes, "Well, I think we're going to go in." And he pull up in the traffic jam and you see this guy and he's banging his fucking head and um and they're ready to kill each other and then um they get to the uh airline i guess the producer saying don't run so fast to the guy when you get to the airport you need to pretend that you still care about her because he takes his luggage and you give him a light pack a light kiss Pause at the door. She doesn't walk in because she's. They're going to say, "Well, you you can't park. You got to stay right here," because they know, they know what's going to happen later. Right. And this is what happens later. He goes back to the now, the, and he learns. Supposedly, he learns something. Once again, how do he learn something about her? Probably from the producers, because he's probably he's he's pretty sure. Probably tells him because I'm probably going to break up, and I don't want to. I don't want to go back. And they go, we'll pay for your tickets and we'll put you, we're going to put you up in a plaza or something in New York. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to break up with her in person. So he comes all the way back to the United States to tell her his decision. She thinks it's like going to be great. And so she goes in for more procedures. (laughs) She has veneers put in. Her lips look really blown up. So like Botox, I guess, is done. The eyes, uh, whatever she does uh, over the eyes and stuff like that. All the, the Botox injections are all in there and stuff like that. And um, she's looking pretty good for someone that was caught in the Triangle Shirt Factory fire. <laughs> there you go. There's a historical reference for you fucking listeners. Oh, my God. If you look up Triangle Shirt Factory fire, and I know there's no living victims of that. 
So I'm not going to be hurting anybody's feeling. Uh, but it was a horrible fire, and a lot of people got burned yeah, up and died. Is, this, this woman is, oof. She, oh, my God. Every time, once you got on too far with the plastic surgery, every one you get, it's not like they're going to do a plastic surgery and go, hey, now you look better. No, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. It's like every time they go, well, you need a little tweaking here. You know, a little more here. Oh, I'm about here or something. So fucking your butt, your butt sticking out two feet. Your tits are pointing straight up. <laughs> You've got a permanent uh, exclamation point on your eyebrows. The lips are puffed out like a fish. Cheekbones done. Cheekbones, chin, the Joan, eyes. The Joan Rivers uh, look. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, we'll go. I have to go uh, even yeah, Mickey yeah, Rourke. Yeah. I'd go Mickey Rourke almost. So she's like, oh, my God, I look so good. And she's smiling. A real smile with her veneers that are like Joe Biden, white teeth. Hey, I don't. I just said Joe Biden because everyone knows him. Just imagine how white his teeth were. I think they actually during the debates. I think they said your teeth are a little too white. You're going to have to drink a little tea, strong tea or coffee, maybe black coffee. Joe, I don't know, but Joe Biden's got some pretty teeth. He does have pretty teeth. I love Joe Biden. I love Joe Biden. So do I. I love Joe Biden. But, but he's got some really nice teeth. He does have teeth. I don't know if they're real or not. They're, but they're nice teeth. They're they're not naturally white. You know what I mean? Yeah, but a lot of people whiten their teeth. Yeah, I know, and they get kind of ridiculous. I just, but his teeth Some are, also, are real yellow. His teeth are also almost perfect. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The point is, this woman's been made up cosmetically, surgically, nine and ways And yet for her man, and she's thinking in her head, she goes, oh, what the fuck? I'm going to go back, and um, this is a possibility. Cue the music. Yeah. This is a, I think he's going to come back and declare his love for me. Dun, dun, dun. And he starts talking... To the camera, he's already, and he brought, he's, I'm looking at his clothes he brought. You look in his closet, this is the thing that tells me. He came to break up with her. He knows he isn't going to tell her when he first sees her that they're not going to get married, then they're going to go out to dinner. He has, it's, I think it's a winter or fall because there's two winter coats. There's a bunch of different jackets in the closet and stuff like that in a hotel room. I mean, if I packed, if I packed to break up with someone in another country, I was going to see him. It would be a backpack. Yeah, pretty much. And I wouldn't worry about how nicely dressed I was. But then again, you wouldn't be on TV. Oh, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't be on TV. I wouldn't make sure that wasn't on fucking TV. I. Oh, if there's video, uh, I, I didn't mention once again when we were doing a flashback to previous shows. I'm so fortunate. To not have been born in the 90s, the 80s or the 90s. I was born in 1963. So most of the supremely dumb things I did was done in the late 70s to the early 90s, where digital technology started creeping in, but wasn't prevalent. And not everyone had a phone. Hence, there used to be signs at strip clubs that said, no flash photography. Yeah. Like, if you brought an asshole and brought it like an Instamatic into a, a strip bar, they'd take and beat the shit out of you. And they just take the camera. Now, you can, I guess you really, they, they can't say that anymore, really, because you got uh, uh, pin cams and all that stuff. There's no way them knowing that you're taping. You could tape anything. You could be taped at any time here without noticing it. Yeah, there's too many ways to hide a camera. There's too many ways to hide, hide a camera. So right now, you're... You're fucked. I'm sorry. So when you do stupid shit, it's, it's caught in perpetuity. As long as 
you know, civilization still around. We don't blow ourselves up and we collapses and stuff like well, that. Everyone knows. I mean, every, I think everyone now has an expectation that if you do something out in public, the odds are it'll be on videotape. Yeah, somewhere. and it's not. I'm not saying I don't do stupid shit anymore in public, but there's a, a long. There's a lapse point in between the times they do it. Usually it's a learning lesson. I didn't learn any lessons when I was younger. I do the same. I'd make the same mistake immediately after I made that same mistake. <laughs> so, so, okay, here, here they're doing, he's going to go and break up and he's going to, I guess you're craving part of the thing with TLC. Why would you be on this show? The show you're, uh, first of all, I don't see what this guy gets from him. He's a good looking guy. Are you showing your poor judgment and your poor standards that you, this was a possibility? That there was a possibility that you were going to uh, tie or hitch yourself to this falling star of a wreck of a ro- woman. And yeah, I guess you could be a wreck of a guy in the future, too. That this is what you want people to see? That kind of thing, like people that sign up for cheaters that want to see how pathetic their lives are. Right. And that's going to make your life better. It's going to make your life better and say, well, look, look how poor my judgment is. I actually considered committing, uh, forever, whatever union it is, people's till death to our part. We know that does not till death. Do you part? Come on. If there would not be divorce, if that was the case, because you couldn't say, until divorce do you part. That's it. That's what it is. Yeah, pretty much, but it's still a big step. Or until, until um, voluntary homicide do we part, right? <laughs> or until accidental suicide do we depart? Or unintentional suicide do we part? Oh, I'm at overdose. I didn't mean to be repetitive there. Or, I'm sorry, I thought we needed a walk-in microwave. I didn't know you'd go in. I didn't know you thought it was a sunroom or whatever it is. Nowadays, you're, I mean, when you're committing that stuff, what, what, in what sense is this video diary they're committing to about their feelings and what he's thinking? How you think it's a good judgment to go all the way to Connecticut, tell this woman who drives here and got herself all done up and did this stuff. And he knew what he found out over in the Netherlands was, I imagine the producers told her, that she was uh, arrested or charged with assault on a family member. And he said, he was saying, well, once I found that out, that was going to be it. And they told her that, and, and she just freaks out and screams at him. And he's lucky because the cameras are there, because uh, I don't think the guy, I, I think the guy was not the kind of, he, I, I believe this girl could have, probably beat the shit out of him even though physically he could dominate her she definitely was an aggressor and he just just takes off and that was the end of that and i go well that was good television but that's not something i would have done i said nope no thank you if i'm over in the the netherlands no i'm not coming back we are not a couple anymore that's easy. I had a girlfriend break up with me on the phone one time. She told me she got back with her boyfriend. I was going up to Philadelphia to see her. I was at, the day before I was getting on the plane to go up to see her. I met her when she was on a work vacation down here. She was working. She was a, uh, a web designer. I met her in AA. 
We had a lovely time together. Lovely time together. And then we decided to have a long-distance relationship. Not a good idea. And she went back and got back with her old boyfriend whose wife got sick. <laughs> it's a good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. Which I was fine. I mean, it's funny. And I was over it in like 20 minutes. I mean, we were on the phone for 20 minutes. And at the end, I go, <sighs> so I had family up in that neck of the woods. So I went and traveled and saw them and some friends. And I went back and I had lunch with her one day. So, ah, we're fine. I, I, count, I felt kind of bad that I didn't feel, I didn't act more at a loss. I thought that maybe I should have done that for her sake. I know. It's funny. This is how, this is how, this is how I was cheerful, how cheerful I was about not being in a long distance relationship that I went, okay, I'm ready to move on. 25, 28 year old Jim, no problem. 45 year old Jim, 44 year old Jim. It was great. I loved it. And then I met the woman I'm with like, um, Five months later, six months later. Well, as they say, everything works out yep. for a reason, right? Yep. And, and, and we're, we're at 41 minutes. I just wanted to uh, say, why? I can see the motivations on both sides. Why would you do a show like that, 90 Day Fiancé? On the, uh, the American side, you have to be quite desperate. You did, you, you've exhausted Match.com. J-Date, Christian Mingle, Pedophiles Are Us, I Love I loved Dogs, or whatever. Whatever you did, you exhausted all of those, and you went to uh, Guatemalan Mate, right? So what's on the other side? It's because you want to get out of this shitty situation, right? Well, MS-13 threatened to kill you and your family. You're living in Central America in the Triangle right now, and they say, and you're, you know, whatever, you're approached, hey, do you want to be on this show? You might marry an American woman or man. Uh, I think we all know the answer to that. Yes. Sure. It sure beats a three-month trek on foot to the border where I'm going to get hassled and maybe robbed or killed. Okay, so the point being, if you're from a country that's, not America. Uh, you may want to come to America. This may be an opportunity. Yeah. That might be a motivation for you to do that. Well, you don't have any other opportunities. Your opportunities, you know, are limited. Right. So you, okay, so you jump into this show. What's the motivation for Americans? Okay, I'll tell you the American. You're a schmuck. You're a schmuck. Think you can't be anything. And sometimes there's an attractive mate, male or female who desperately wants to be with someone, not, necessar- not necessarily you, but someone who shares a characteristic, which is you're an American and you could get them out. You're their access to a green card. And it's not a given. It's not a given. You're not automatically no. get it just because you're uh, married. I, I read up on that. That's one of the things I went and researched. And let, my, let the listeners know my Polish... Wife is an American citizen. She was an American citizen 10 years before I met her. So she did not have, I mean, she, I had nothing to do with it. I've, I've dated, I've dated, a, I dated an Irish girl once, uh, almost dated a French girl, but I, I think I, um, my translation was bad. But uh, that, that was by choice of people I met over here. But I believe on their side, the shittier their country, 
let's say you're on an island in the Pacific and it's desolate. It's been overforested. Let's say they're, they, 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 um, the agriculture runoff killed all the vegetation. The volcano started acting up. Starts rumbling. You have an earthquake every other day. You're in the background. There's your earthquake. And there's your Danny DeVito-looking motherfucker right in front of you. Right? He's 53 years old. You're a 23-year-old girl. You look like one of the princesses from the Disney movies. Right? You're gorgeous. But you hear the rumble of the volcano over your shoulder. And you look over your shoulder. And you look back at them. And each time you go back and forth, I think... That guy, that Danny DeVito motherfucker, starts looking more like George Clooney. I really believe it. I really believe it. And then thing, they go, I love this man. I think sometimes they may think, I love this man. This man is my ticket out of this fucking place. Sure. That's their motivation. That's their motivation. And then once they get here, then that story that you told me happens. Well, then then America happens. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're a country of, you know, material things. Um, you know, the motivation for an American to go on one of these shows, I mean, we, we all see, you know, as different generations cycle through um, the selfie, uh, the need to post one's face constantly as if you're not going to be relevant you want to be needed by somebody, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's a big void in in uh, social skills. It's a it's a deprivation of of social acclimation to your fellow man. Mm-hmm. I believe, and so uh, you know, I get the motivation to want to go on those shows. Well, you know, hey, I can be popular for fifteen minutes. There's my fifteen minutes of fame, or my thirty minutes of fame, or whatever this show is. How wonderful! And probably maybe get paid too. Um. Everyone will talk about me. It just feeds right now into the current of what we see in our society. And that's sad. Um, and then, of course, you have people that watch it. I'm sure if I watched it, I'd be like, look at these poor bastards. Um, better them than me. Uh, there's Which one? You mean the foreign? Any of them. Okay. Any of them. Why are you airing your laundry out? For a nation, it just to me. Well, they is, did that. They did that. Remember when they opened it with the? Um, I think it was in the seventies. They did somewhere they filmed the American Family. They, they did a movie about it in the seventies. Uh, PBS did a story where they followed the family around and they had all the dirty laundry. The family went through. The parents went through a yeah. divorce. The kids were using drugs and all this stuff. And they just it was open to the public and stuff like that. Well, but then you did wife swap. Well, hold on. So you go back, and it's going to show this family in the '70s living. I guarantee you, if we went and saw that again, there'd be an underlying reason for this. Like, how does this family deal with drug addiction or teenagers going through their teenage years? Remember, that would be the '70s. Yes. I mean, so there'd have to be something like, what are we going to learn from this? Wife swap. What the hell did you learn from that? You know, one of those was filmed in South Dade, and I knew one of those families. I mean, I don't know what they did. They, go, they were having, uh, I guess it's people that sign up, and they're not allowed to have, they're not allowed to sleep together, I think? Correct. Or they don't on television. Yeah, but well, yeah. it was, disgu- it was it, look, I watched because I knew one of the families that was involved, and this is a, a gentleman who had, 
two wonderful kids. They were very big in the arts. I'll just say that they were a little effeminate, the children. Um, but they were both wonderful dancers. Uh, the mother and the father thought it was extremely important that they learn music, mm-hmm. dance. It's what they were good at. Yep. They supported them. And everyone knew this family, and they're a great bunch. Then they got on this show. And the, the woman that came in to replace the wife was a cafone, a moron from Jersey, a squat. Now, mind you, the, 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 the wife in South Dade was a, a, a beautiful woman, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, she took care of herself. Her house was an estate home. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they they obviously had some money. So, and but they were very humble people when you met them. Yes. So there, this woman comes in, and she's crude, rude. She's exactly what a producer would say. Let's put this person in this mix. Now let's see how this guy, who's a little kept, reacts. And he just took it and took it. And she was abusive as hell and took it. And I'm watching this thinking, well, what does this serve? Maybe I'm looking too much for what's the higher reason here? Well, uh, you know what? I mean, I, I think if you put your lights on display that you're devaluing your relationship with your person. I think you devalue person. all relationships. But on the flip side, I bet when that, that other wife came back, she probably went, well, unless she thought... Oh wow! This is this is what a real man's like. Did she fall in love with the other guy? No, no, not at all. Okay, um, good, good. I will tell you that the husband, the the, the kept husband in South Dead, he finally puts his foot down. Yeah. And if there was a redeeming moment to this show, yeah, it was that this man who had been content and happy in the role he had, successful in that, yeah. as a businessman and yeah. as a father and as a husband. Mm-hmm. All things were just fine. Mm-hmm. That he had to come out of that skin and really put this crude individual in her place once and for all. And it, it was a cheering moment because yeah. everyone, of course, we're watching it because we all know this family. Uh-huh. Oh, we, we were at our wits' end. We were like, you, on your couch. Now, keep this in mind. We're on our couch yeah. going, come on. Just the back of your hand. Just smack the shit out of her. That's emotionally where you were because she was that rude. Okay. And after you do that, you pull back. I pull back and I say, this is what it's come to. This is what this show has come to and shows like this have come to. This is a form of stupid gladiator sport where we're all going to be on our rooting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how could he do that? You know, that happened. That happened with Jerry Springer. Oh, it happened and all those time. things. Daytime and, uh, soaps. Yep. yep. Look, I grew up. My mom, of course, chi- children of the fifties and sixties, right? Daytime soaps. They were huge. Yep. There was nothing bigger Paint than daytime. Oh, one life to live. General Hospital. Yep. You go to just go down the list. Yeah. And my mom and her friends, when they would watch it in those emotions, they would cry. And I always used to think, as a kid, I used to think, yeah. you got to be fucking kidding me. What? Yeah. This is dumb. And, it, yeah. and then when, when it was over, oh, let's have coffee. And it was done. But why? 
what what are we doing? What yep. are you doing with this? What greater good? I mean, it's a drama. It's like watching a movie, but this is not that. Yep. There's no real suspended reality here where you're watching actors portray, re- reading script. You're looking at real human beings trying to establish what, what's presented as the potential of a real relationship yep. to accomplish the goal of marriage or engagement. And raising a family. And raising a family. How sick is that? It, it's, it, it's, it's stupid gladiator sport. But, and, and once again, as you said, dysfunction is the key is that that's what they want to see. The more dysfunction, the more popularity. And I hate Absolutely. to end it at that. I hate to end it at that because it's at 53 minutes and I think we're ready to, to close this out. I want to end this up by saying thank you to Joe and he's going to be with us on the next episode if he can. I can. Good. Uh, we, um, this is, um, I'm going to ask you, if you are a listener, avid listener, whatever platform you listen to, please leave a review. We're getting reviews. Thank you very much iTunes, Spotify, Our Heart Radio. Please leave a review. Every time we get a review, we get uh, more visibility and we get more listeners. And if you can, this is one of them. If you like this episode, please share it. Share it with your friends, people of like mind. That's our view right here. We realize that sometimes, you know, we're not everyone's cup of tea, just like a, uh, a, a foreign bride wouldn't be or a groom. Wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea. But maybe we could be your Filipino bride. We could be that person. So why don't you leave us a review, share us with a friend. And for now, this is Keith Bar- Keith's Bartender signing out. Thank you for listening. <laughs>